Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Show, where every Friday we'll be covering another instalment in a classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com and Weird Geeks on iTunes to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums, shorts and more that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced and no infringement is intended. Geeks! Geeks! Hello and welcome back to the Weird Geeks Horror Show where every single Friday we take you through another installment of classic horror retrospective franchise. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me throughout all of the 80 slasher movies that I've deemed appropriate are Shannon Holder. Hola! Como estas? <laughs> Buenos dias. <laughs> we are all Spanish today. I guess. We uh, are halfway, guys. We might be in 1984, but we stopped off for two movies in 1981. And let's not forget, actually, Shannon did three at the beginning that she didn't have to. So we're over <sighs> halfway. Well done. Very proud of everyone. We're dealing with The Initiation this week in 1984. It gets a 5.8 out of 10 on the IMDb's. But before we get to all of that fun, if you're new to us, hello, welcome. Please head on out to weirdgeeks.com or rather don't just go onto your iPhone, go on your podcast apps and type it in, find us, subscribe us, rate us. It makes a huge difference because we do all of this for free. We don't do banner ads. We don't do patrons. And by the love of every sorority in Texas, we're not going to try and sell you any. Hairspray. <laughs> because they used they it all up. They use it. <laughs> they use so much hairspray. <laughs> There's none left, guys. Uh-huh. The 80s used it right? all. The higher or, the hair, uh, the closer to God. <laughs> there is one woman in, uh, is she in this one? Maybe she's not. Maybe she's in, because I double built these. Maybe she's in next week's one. <laughs> There's one person who had like astonishing hair. But anyway, we'll get there. The Initiation, yeah, 1984. So why do we pick this film? Now, it seems like we would be in the heyday of slashes right now, 1984. There were a lot in 1981, 92, 93. There were a lot in 1984. The seminal ones, though, I feel, again, we've covered. So if you're wondering why we're picking these ones, it's because we've already done Friday. We've done Child's Play. We've done Nightmare on Elm Street. We've done Texas. We've done, like, all of that fun. Yeah, go listen to those podcasts. Go review and subscribe. There's so much content. Do it. Thanks, Sean. You're welcome. I've had her coffee today. We took the 80s slashes and their remakes and did those. So we've done loads of the 80s slashes already, Mm -hmm. which might explain this film. Um, (laughs) (laughs) How we got here, right? In order to fully get into it, we do want to look at the landscape. But before we get to the spookies, let's get to the non-spookies, I presume. Yes. With, uh, someone has the top 10 box office films of 1984. It's me. It's Shannon. I have them. So <laughs> affirming um, every week. I mean, listen, there are quite a few that I feel are like notable beyond the top 10. The only one, beyond. I mean, Amadeus at 14, Oscar winner. But That's then weird. I just listened to a whole podcast about Amadeus and went on for like two and a half hours and I realized I should really have, because I haven't seen that film since I was 10 yeah. or something. It's like, I have no fucking clue about this movie. Yeah, I couldn't. I mean, I know I saw it because there was a moment where I was like, everything that's one best picture I'm going to watch, right? But I couldn't tell you. I know. I couldn't tell you what it was about. (laughs) But at number 12, there's Purple Rain, Purple Rain. (laughs) It just had to happen. It had to happen. And Splash was at 13. I fucking love Splash so much. I mean, Terminator's at number 11, guys. But starting the top 10 is another... Great soundtrack film, cause you gotta cut loose, put loose. Put loose. 
kick off the Sunday, Sunday shoes. shoes. <laughs> oh, you know better than I do. You're dead to me. You're dead to me. Yeah. It's that's right. basically Shannon, Katie's that's diet. We're took. forcing you to watch all the '80s slashers. You should then force Al to watch all of your favorite '80s movies. Oh my god! I all the musicals. That. that I mean, to be honest, that would be a horror show. So yeah, it would not, not be a horror show. It would be amazing. Kevin now, Bacon. the plan for so what we're going to do next. Oh my god! And we're just going to allow Can you to do... show us musicals. That's it. This is what's happening. There's going to be a podcast where it's Shannon tortures Al. You've tortured me for years now. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to watch true. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. We're going to watch Grease so many times. <laughs> oh, I love Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I love Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, too. Anyway, I'll move on. We're going to watch Flashdance. We're going to watch Footloose. Splash. It's happening. We're just doing a Tom Hanks retrospective. Love it. <laughs> anyway, coming in at number nine, an, uh, another great 80s film, Police Academy. Oh, great. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Flying loose with that terminology, Shannon. Yeah, listen, listen. I now have a goal in mind, <laughs> and it's happening. <laughs> Number eight, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. I mean, if you really want to torture me, missing. just make me watch these movies. <laughs> oh, see, now that would be James torturing you because he is a Trekkie. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I haven't put him through podcast hell yet. So. Yeah, that's right. You haven't. He's the product of Trekkies, and therefore he is a Trekkie himself. <laughs> Live long and prosper, James. It's called uh, programming. Uh, yeah, it is. But number seven, another awesome... I mean, this list, 1984 is great. Number seven, The Karate Kid. Oh, okay. <laughs> it took Wax it up. On. I was going to say, I haven't been convinced Wax so on. far. Wax you. on. Wax off. Well, that's because you have terrible taste, i.e. everything you've made me watch. <laughs> hey, I didn't say I like any of these. <laughs> Coming to number six, also, I love this movie, Romancing the Stone. Oh, I just rewatched this yeah, like yeah. two months ago. Yeah, yeah. we were going to watch Jewel of the Nile, the sequel, but we didn't get around to it. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it in so long, but it's one of those that I'm like seeing it on this list. I'm like, oh, I should totally watch that again. I used to love it's that movie. It it's really a tough sexist. one. It, like, yeah, it's yeah. super <laughs> sexist, especially watching it now. You're like, woman, do something. Stand on your own two feet and stop crying. I know. Yes, well, it's especially it's Kathleen Turner. So it's like, Kathleen Turner, oh come on. God. You could take him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's good. Like, don't get me wrong. She's really great in it. And they get to a better place. But, but yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's, it's a fun the beginning, movie. It's like pretty hard. I know. Movie. But that's kind of all 80s comedies where it's like, <laughs> look at the feeble women. It's true. True. We're so feeble. So feeble. Coming in at number five, one of James's favorite Christmas movies, Gremlins. Oh, yeah. Whoop, whoop. Just rewatched this too at Christmas. It's the greatest live action Christmas movie. So good. <laughs> it's the greatest live action Christmas movie. You shut the hell up. What else is there? What else is there? Home Alone, Elf, the Santa oh, Claus. Don't you say that terrible word. <laughs> That like, if you go and you double Billy's with Home Alone, like, it's better. It's so much better. Oh, like, I come disagree. on, Shannon. Disagree. It's so good. Disagree. So Kevin McAllister for life. <laughs> is not a responsible caretaker. It's a perfect film. Nope. Kevin McAllister is life. Number four, a movie I don't know what it is, Grand Canyon, The Hidden Secrets. But I imagine yeah, they go movie. to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a big movie. I think they go to Grand Canyon right at the end of it, actually. I think oh. it's all very so, dramatic, and I don't remember much about it. I remember, so I remember seeing it. Do they find the secrets? 
Sure. Sure. It's um, big. Shh, no one told anyone. It's so big. This uh, this top three is great. Number three, Ghostbusters. Nice. We are going to be, it looks like anyway, unless things change, because, hey, we're fickle. It uh, looks like <laughs> we'll be covering Ghostbusters in like three series time in the lead up to yeah. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Because technically, horror films, they're just family horror films. Yes, um, well. this is my genre. I am into this. Because <laughs> let me tell you, as a child, Ghostbusters scared me. Yeah, I mean, the first yeah. Ghostbusters scared me. I recently re- rewatched the earliest Ghostbuster, and I was like, this is scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't remember it as being as scary as it is. And, I mean, I, went, I watched the one four years ago, and that was scary for different reasons. But anyway, we'll oh, get this yeah. the one later where, like, in the, the year. The wolfhounds or whatever come out as well. Yeah. Goza. Yeah. Yeah. So scary. I yeah. don't remember that. It was just scary. Number two. An excellent 80s film, Beverly Hills Cop. It's come yeah. back, isn't it? It and is. I think everything in the top three has been remade in this year. The last, like, well, in the last like few years, once we get to number one, or like has right. had a continuation of the franchise, let's say that. Right, right, because right. at number one, we have Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah. There it is. There it is. It's a weird fucking movie. It is a weird fucking movie. <laughs> Thank you, Shannon. That was illuminating, as oh, always. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Katie, though, what about the spookies? Why do we have the initiation? What other horror films came out in 1984? I got to validate well, this film. It does make sense when you start looking at what else is coming out. Although, it, as we were watching this, it kept very much reminding me of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, came yeah, me out too. the same year as Nightmare on Elm Street. So yep. the the plot thickens here. I don't really yeah. know what to do with that. Um, we also have Splatter University, which I have not seen. Yeah. I not have seen it, name. but I don't recall much about it. Mm. I would have recalled it if it was great. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, it. God. And then Come on, Shannon. You love oh, it. Oh, God. Got one of the yeah. greatest, Speaking of uh, Christmas movies. musical interludes of all time. One of the best montages. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so, so, mu- so many tits. I appreciated all the tits in that, that movie. That is true. Night of the Comet, which Al and I watched what, last year? We did this uh, whole thing where we watched ago. all of the Night of films. Oh, yeah. Yeah. okay. Night of the Comet is fun. fucking great. Um, it is and really I wish good. I really was like, part of me was like, should we just break all the rules and do that one this week? But it's not a slasher, so we couldn't. Not in oh, our yeah. terminologies of a slasher, but it's really cool. We people should definitely check it out. Sticking to the rules, you guys. God That's damn right. it, aren't we? Rule Next week, followers. people might have questions about that, but we're doing our best. <laughs> Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Spoilers. It. I went to go back and listen to these, but recently I went back to our very first series, Friday the 13th, and oh man, they're bad. We didn't know <laughs> what we were doing. We got to start somewhere. All right. That's they're right. Like, they're like 20 to 30 minutes long, and <laughs> we just don't know how to format Some things. Some people might prefer that. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, We've grown to out, the three hour ongoing conversation podcast. At that time, we were able to get through like five films and podcasts in one day. Yeah, so well, that's why, because it was so short. We are not able to do that. That said, anymore. this week, we're going to come out in under two hours. That's a promise. Let's go. Yeah, we got right. this. We got uh, this. Last but not least, one of Al's all time favorites. Children yeah, of these, the, that's the only films? Children of the Corn. Yeah. That's it? That's all that's on my list. Okay. I mean, I'm sure there are other movies, but I'm sure there were other movies. Maybe, Maybe not, though. Maybe that was. I mean, there must have been other slashes. 
Maybe I just dozed off halfway through making that list. Who knows? But I did exhaustively look into slashes. And yeah, we had covered everything noteworthy. The initiation, though. So it does have some love. That's what I'm going to say. It's not, I'm not going to claim it's a cult classic like many of the films that we've been doing in this retrospective. But it definitely has some love. And it has got you know a proper release now. Uh, I think Arrow did the new release where they remastered it and stuff. So it's got all, you know some nice special features. And it's getting sort of revisited now as a fun movie. It's directed by Larry Stewart. He died at 66 in 1997. But he did basically just a lot of TV episodes. He did The Bionic Woman. He did The Incredible Hulk. He did The Amazing Spider-Man. This was his only feature film. I will say he also wasn't the only director. There's also a guy called Peter Crane, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Written by Charles Pratt Jr., now, we love to talk through all them soaps that people <laughs> have yes. started. Let's rack up some of these numbers, shall we? Are you ready? Yes. We've got 40 episodes of Melrose Place. Yes. We've got, 400, making sense. We've got 408 episodes of General Hospital. Whoa. Oh, my God. We've got 672 episodes of Santa Barbara. Yes. Oh, my God. We've got 301 episodes of All My Children. We got 310 episodes of The Young and the Restless. We got 755 episodes of Sunset Beach. Oh my god, all this makes so much sense. And two episodes of Ugly Betty. Yes! (laughs) He was trying to transition. Jumping in there. Because soaps were dying. I mean, isn't a man who's made some money? That's what we can say. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. DP by George Tull, who kept working until 2002. Music by Gabriel Black and Lance Ong. I mean, Gabriel Black did a bunch of stuff that's not really know where the Lance Ong wrote one episode of the Oprah Winfrey show in 1992. So exciting. Ooh. Starring Vera Miles. That's right. The Vera Miles as Frances Fairchild. Now, she stopped working in 1995. She's still alive, guys. She's 90 years old, of really? course. Yeah, she was born in 1929. Of course, this is Vera Miles of Psycho, the, the right. star of Psycho. Well, for when, once you get into the meat of Psycho, the star of right. Psycho. Also, The Searchers, The Man Who Shot Liberty. Like, she is an actor. Yeah, she is. We've got Clue Gulaga. Yeah. Also, uh, I guess an actor. Dwight Fairchild, he plays. And he was in The Return of the Living Dead. He's in all the Feast trilogies. And I'm on Elm Street 2. Piranha 3 Double D. So Katie and I and Allie have covered him in boobs. As in we buried him. Yep, 100%. (laughs) Daphne Zuniga. uh, Yes! Yes, Kelly Fairchild. Of course, she's the lead here. People will know her from Spaceballs. They'll know yes! her from Fly 2. They'll know her from Melrose Place. A whole bunch of it. Spaceballs, one of my favorite childhood films. Watched it so many times. I loved Spaceballs. <laughs> as soon as I saw her, I was like, the book? Yes! I was in. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I've watched this a bunch and always recognized her, and I didn't realize it this time. I know her from The Sure Thing with John Cusack. Like, that's right. the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with her and him taking a good old road trip, falling in love. Yeah. Who would have thought it? She's also in The Dawn That Dripped Blood, which I believe you guys mentioned last week. It's just a Christmas horror slasher. James Reed is Peter. He's in Legally Blonde, not another teen movie, and Days of Our Lives. Amazing. Marilyn Kagan as Marcia. She stopped working in 1996. And Robert Dowdle as Jason Randall, who died in 2018 at 85. He worked until 1995. This budget was a well, I'm going on an interview. So in the new hour, they have an interview with the writer of this, Charles Pratt Jr. And he says in one bit when he did the first screening of it, and they're getting some good feedback, a, a writer who he admired came over to him and said, man, if I had a million dollars, that's not the movie I would have made. 
so <laughs> I'm taking it from him that it cost a million dollars because there's no yeah. confirmed pricing and there's no confirmed box office either. Again, this was a time where it's a little bit harder. If they didn't want to tell you how much something made, they're not going to. So, I mean, that's sorry. pretty good for yeah. the actors they have in here in the sets that they used. Mm-hmm. Well, not yep. sets, but locations. Yeah. Well, so Charles Pratt Jr., who, who seems like a, a... I think to meet him, you'd be like, oh, he seems like a nice guy. But also, there's a fair amount of arrogance to him in his, in, in his interview. But maybe I just misread that. One of his first sentences they come in with is him saying, I was rewarded with the gift of writing. <laughs> his father was a movie producer who did Willard, was actually one of his... was his first movie. So he was like, yeah, born into a family of filmmaking. And he was at USC in LA at Film School USC. And he mm. met a producer who would go on to do the initiation with him. Uh, Disney had already bought his first script at the age of 20, but they didn't actually do oh, anything with dang. it. Yeah, and then Scott approached him to write this film. He pitched it within a few days in a restaurant and got hired for pretty much nothing. And he said it was just to be said back then, you made these movies, it was just about having fun and making a buck, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and he was very, like, honest now, which is kind of nice when you see interviews now about movies that no one really cares about because they can just tell you the truth. Yeah. He's like, yeah, they brought in this director, but the director was not the one who's credited. It was Peter Crane. He was originally attached. I believe he was British. So, okay, the original director was within three days of shooting, he was two days behind. Oh, my God. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and he was Amazing. already running massively over budget. So they fired him. Even though the writer was really upset because the writer was there seeing dailies. Again, it's not, you know, in those days, everyone's just in it together. It's not the normal sort of system. You wouldn't necessarily see dailies if you're a writer nowadays. Right. But yeah, he said he really loved the original footage. He was like, this looks amazing. It looks really artistic and really sort of sophisticated. And he was sad then when he brought in the next dailies because they're like, no, no, no. He went over budget and he went over time. So we're bringing in just a TV director, which they did, to get it in on time, on budget. And then he said, yeah, the daily started coming in. He was like, oh, they look like a shitty soap. Yeah. <laughs> Which is where yep. he made his money for the rest of his uh, career, yeah. this writer. So they would shoot 10 to 12 pages a day. Oh, my God. Is, that is like a soap opera. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're working with all the soap actors. That's how they're used to doing it. Yeah. So. Well, Vera like herself, she came in to shoot all of her stuff in just two days. Holy shit. She was very reluctant to do the movie originally, but she met, she met with the director. She loved the director. She thought like he was young and interesting. She, he convinced her to come. She came to set a week after he was fired. Yeah, I was going to say, she comes <laughs> to set, new director. Thanks. On the drive to set, apparently, she said to yeah, her driver, which may have been the producer or someone, I'm not sure. Uh, that's like, yeah, this director is the only reason I'm doing this piece of crap. <laughs> and then she gets there and she's like, oh yeah, he gone. and she nearly walked but she decided she was there so fuck it's two days due to work they got Daphne in she was actually a UCLA student Ookla who had basically done nothing she had done one I think Dawn the Drip Blood was the one that she had done before because again that's just like a student movie basically yeah yeah so this was kind of a breakout role Um, and you know these people just fresh out of their different film schools and stuff in, in LA and then they, uh, the location for the mall was Dallas International Market. They shot all of this in Texas. And they would just have ah. 12 hours each night to shoot from closing until 7 a.m. in the morning. 
Yeah, it wow. sounds pretty great. It's still one of my dreams. I'm actually working on something right now where it'd be like, we'll just work around hours of a mall when it's shut because... Uh, yeah. Well, if you just go to the Midwest, they're all shut. I was going to say, time. I can tell you a mall, I can tell you three malls in Missouri that uh, are basically ghost towns. I just found out my childhood mall, the one that I used to go to, just closed. It's very sad. Oh, yeah. it is sad. I mean, even like we went to a mall over Christmas for Minnesota and I was like, ah, I don't know if this is a good idea. Malls are going to be crazy. It's Christmas. Nope. It was nope. crickets. No way Lots of empty shops. I mean, you could do whatever you wanted in there. Yeah. You could probably you buy mall, that mall. We'll go to Topeka. You can go and see yeah. it. Yeah. There was like right the second American mall I went to was when I was 19 or whatever. And I came and I went to visit yeah, my, my online pen pal in Georgia. And she got me to meet her with all of her friends in a mall. And it was like, and in my head, more American malls were these crazy, incredible, like capitalism commerce sort of temples. Mm -hmm. And you went in there, it was just this dried up succubus. It yeah, was like yep. nothing in there. The comic store, which I was so excited because we just didn't have comic stores in England in that time, was just so depressing and just a husk. Yeah. Yeah. Still had that yeah. Claire's open. Yes. I used to work <laughs> and there. The <laughs> yes. I used to like right. be such a mall rat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into this movie. I just watched the Jane Silent Bob reboot, by the way, speaking of Moritz. Oh, did you? Yeah. Whew. I think that movie's cool. basically been made to make you feel incredibly old because they get everybody back and you're like, holy <laughs> fuck. And basically yeah. just to make Kevin Smith look amazing because after he nearly died, he lost all this weight by going right. vegan and, you know, all doing all that stuff. Right. And, he's and Jason super skinny. Muse looks like an old heroin addict now. <laughs> He, I mean, he looks like he's had like plastic surgery, but done only yeah. to his mouth and chin. It's really strange. <laughs> it's really strange. I mean, God bless him. I love the man and I love, and I love most of the people involved. But yeah. whew, I was watching it with Tom and we we're like, we feel so old. old. But Kevin Smith looks great. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Anyway, title comes up. Drones and thunder. Very somber. Really slow. Opening. Oh, yeah. I was like, this credits. is the most ominous title card. What is happening? <laughs> I should have taken this as a signal for what this film is going to be. Just to be clear again, I have seen this film a few times, but not that much. You guys, brand new? Mm -mm. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I think I watched the beginning of this with you, Al, at one point, and then I yeah. potentially fell asleep. Yeah. I have out. never and would never have seen this film previously. <laughs> I was like, this slow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Well, a little girl wakes up in her very twee bedroom and finds yeah. uh, uh, some of the dolls and cuddlies have had their heads cut off. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I couldn't tell because she looks back at that, like, the doll that's in her bed, right? And there was a moment where there were, like, those weird, like, window dolls or whatever that didn't have heads. So I was like, maybe it's meant to be that. I wasn't sure. And then we're, like, clipping through a room. So fast, I was like, are those dolls without heads? I I don't, what's happening? I think All I just, wrote down was, yay, more dolls for Shannon. I know. I was like, why are there always dolls? <laughs> or that these are dolls that Shannon's gotten to. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Stop Damn. the evil before it begins. <laughs> right. Um, Getting all of them. That's I mean, I will say, I do on. think from the writing perspective, if we're going to, uh, not to spoil things, but if we're going to look at this in that sort of soap opera way, which I think is how you can look at this movie. This is a yeah. soap opera with a little bit of blood in it. Yeah, like he does a good job. Like, and there are these elements are here right now which tell you really keys that you're going to need for later on. You know, if mm -hmm. you really want to think it and follow it through and knowing the ending, I did look at pay attention to these details. Like, all right, they are planning stuff there. Yeah. But you're going to ignore it if you don't need it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, she wakes up and decides just to go for a wonder and then it's aghast. 
because she sees her mother having sex or yes. just smooshing <laughs> naked bodies because it doesn't look like sex. It's just like soap I opera mean, sex. It, it does. I mean, they're clearly Don't trying to say Don't make me judge your sex life, Shannon. <laughs> well, but they're clearly <laughs> trying to show that they're smashing. They're just doing it in like the least interesting. It's like boring missionary sex. It's it like looks not like, the sex you have with your lover. <laughs> no, it looks like they can't. It looks like something they're like trapped. Lover. I mean, it's her husband. No, it's not. She's no, having sex lover. with her lover. That's the point. Oh, yeah. We'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. Oh, I'm so... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, okay. I'm catching up. Yeah, she's having some... Okay. I got a little confused at the end of this because they try to throw it all at you at like four minutes. Right. Oh, yeah, they do. After they spend an hour and a half on um, fake fainting. Well, the little girl teleports and then starts stabbing him with scissors in the thigh, right. I guess, because he seems fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think she I just know. got him in the leg, but like it, it makes it look like she's stabbing him over and over again. So I was like, is she murdering? What is happening? I know. And we're doing that classic. All right, horror setup. Here's going to be your right. opening. I felt this was um, a very appropriate reaction to seeing your parent having sex for the first time, though. <laughs> yeah. Stab them. Well, but I was not, also like, who it's the not fuck leaves Bad the dad. door open when they're having sex? I Especially, know. That was so my she knows thing. It's, she knows it's not her dad, right? Like, she, even though yes. we're not seeing from her perspective the guy's face, she is, she's aghast because she knows her mother's with another man. Yeah. Correct. That's what I took from it immediately okay. was I was like okay great and especially because the mother's reaction she's all like oh no blah blah and if like you were having sex with your husband I don't know that you would like you'd certainly be like oh god get away but it wouldn't be as like uh, protective I guess I don't know so yeah I went back and I rewatched this scene a, a few times and did freeze frame because we did get a shot where we see her in these two mirrors so you see reflection of her twice mm. and I went back and I was like oh is this are they literally going to show are they ballsy enough in this sort of montage to show spoilers there are twins in this movie yeah. <laughs> that, that, that are they going to give us an actual shot where they're like oh no you saw them but you just thought that you were looking in a mirror they don't she is definitely just looking in a mirror and it's kind of frustrating because mm. like that would have been really cool but yeah. when you know the twist that does explain why she seems to sort of suddenly teleport across the room I don't know right. where the other sister was if they both woke up at the same time and wandered through and had the same yeah. reaction or what does but that yeah. mean her sister was the one who chopped all the dolls heads off yes I assume so yeah and why her sister was clearly crazy she's she oh. got them crazies Katie I don't know if That's you remember how- last week's film curtains but uh people got them crazies and yeah, they still they- jigsaw pieces and they tickle you yep Yep. I don't like that tickle lady. Don't nope. bring it up. <laughs> nope. I don't like her. And then a real dad walks in. So the man pulls some alcohol on him and then pushes him into a fire. Right? I know. That's what I, And like, she's just like, oh. Like, this would not be the reaction you have to seeing your father burning. <laughs> that was my first thing. I was like, this is, what the fuck is happening? Meanwhile, the mother's just naked on the bed, I guess, because right? she's doing nothing. Just like, oh, no, daddy's going to burn. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> it is quite the opener. And then she wakes up. It's a teenage girl surrounded by her sorority. They're all pledging in their 90s, holding candles, <laughs> chanting. To which I continue to be appalled by the 90s that are in all of these films. The fuck? I, I no. No, there is no, no college woman. Some of that them are just in like crop that. tops and 
thongs though like that's I pretty normal this is like a catalog i mean i think this is the most is amount like of women i've ever seen together in one place in 90s like it's no, insane no. it <laughs> is it's like a catalog i don't know having gone yeah. to an all-girls school for so long i can tell you women don't give a fuck whenever they're surrounded by a bunch of other women what is more accurate is you would have seen like hair strewn like ripped yeah. dirty t-shirts like greasy like maybe someone's wearing a face mask <laughs> i know i was like were none of you actually sleeping i know i would like for there to be a realistic version of these types of movies made thank you very much and they're all in full makeup i was like yes. none of you all have like face masks on or like <sighs> under eye creams like no right? one's hair is in curlers how y'all get your hair feathered like that without curlers you I don't know. i know i know oh, so I'm, very many, I'm already upset how many people do you normally have in sororities because we get this very clumsy upskirt shot as they're walking down the stairs and then we yeah. cut the downstairs to the basement and there's still more just lined up down those stairs as well and it's like there are hundreds of girls I mean, here to, they can be huge i wouldn't say mm-hmm. okay that large but also it de- it depends i mean my dad was in a fraternity for many, many years, right? So my Greek knowledge is only from him because he was in a fraternity house, right? But you don't have to be in the fraternity house to be a part of the frat. So they could have people that are like in the dorms but are still a part of the sorority that come for the initiation in their pajamas, apparently. In the 90s, yeah. But the house <laughs> Maybe that's just could, what people wear at that school. Yeah, I mean, especially this was Texas. Like, those fraternities and sororities are fucking huge, and those houses are huge. They are dorms themselves. Yeah, it's true. So So it could be massive. Well, we're going to find out. They've whittled, was it like 20 pledges down to four? I know. Kelly, who's our lead, the others just died. We've got Kelly, who's our lead. We've got Beth, we've got Marsha. And Allison, who are all pledging. Uh, Martha's like the alternative one. Allison's the hot one. Beth's the disposable one, who just sort of disappears, basically. Right. <laughs> Isn't well, Beth the curly hair one? Yeah, she's the one yeah, who stays Beth's behind. Yeah, Beth's the version. She has the best hair. Oh, no. Beth's the, no, no, Martha's oh, the no, version. She's the Beth's the one, one who's like, fuck this. I'm not Yeah, yeah Beth's the one that leaves. Well, she's yeah. the sporty one, because she's wearing a jersey, right? There you go. The, Marsha is the hussy. Like, you immediately know who they are. Marsha's the hussy, because she's wearing no, black lingerie. Who's the hussy? Oh, yes. Alice yeah. is Marsha's the hussy. Marsha's the, the virgin, inverted commas. Uh, Allison's it. the hussy. And yeah. But she's wearing, like, a full button-up pajama, right? Like, you immediately know who, who these stock characters are. Which, again, it's, I mean, it's that kind of movie, so I'm not going to ding it for that. That's fine. Yeah. If there's one thing I'm going to give this credit for at the beginning is, cool, we've got these four leads. They all look appropriately different. Like, I get, I understand, you know, these characters immediately. That's right. fine. They really needed to think through the fact of having, like, a hundred chicks all chanting the same thing over and over with right. their editing team. That was really <laughs> bothering me. I was like, no one is saying the same thing right now. It's yeah. really hurting my brain. <laughs> All right, so they're going to get given... They have their head sister, who looks like she's 40. That's what I was just going to say. She looks (laughs) like she's 40. (laughs) Yep, and trying to be Gina Davis the whole time. Yes, 100%. And I was like, there's hope for me, guys. There's hope for me. (laughs) It's crazy. You are going to look way better than this. That's (laughs) right. Attempting to be a (laughs) 20-year-old. That's right. Face for podcasts. (laughs) Because the others look, and I do think they did, because again, they were just like casting from their own schools and stuff, you yeah. know, like the others look age appropriate, which is kind of rare. Yeah. And I was like, that's kind of cool. But this one, nope. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. 
So she's told them they've got a few more days before they have to do a prank because I guess they needed to fit plot in somewhere to this right. movie. And the prank's going to be Kelly's father owns a kind of a mall, but not. They call it a department, department store, store, but store. it isn't yeah. really. Well, I think it's meant to be like back in the heyday of big, huge department stores. Like there's the what is now the Macy's in Chicago, but used to be. Oh, I can't remember what it used to be called now, but it was like a huge deal, right? And it's like seven stories. It doesn't have like the cubed off stores like this does, but it's not dissimilar. So I think it's meant to be like the heyday of old school department stores because it used to be you'd have seven floors of Dillard's and it was right, just okay. Dillard's. But this is more like... Here's where some offices might be, and there's a sunglasses yeah. like case over there, it's so and there's weird. like one it place looks, with some knives. I mean, <laughs> so I'll be interested strange. whenever you say where they. Uh, maybe you did already say where they've actually filmed it because it yeah, looks very was, clearly like an office building. <laughs> it was no, but it, that's the thing. It was at Dallas International Market. Yeah. Hmm. Whatever that means. Whatever. But anyway, they got her dad basically owns the building. And yeah. she's got to get the keys off of him. They're going to break into the mall and then they have to steal the night watchman's uniform, uh, which sounds like a recipe for fun and antics. Yeah. It's not the movie we get. No, no. <laughs> They're setting it up and I'm like, sure, I'm into this. This sounds like fun could happen. Right. Nope. Plus, it um, kind of sounds kind of lame for a Hell Week prank. I know. And then all the girls are like, oh. This is too far. This is too much. Like, I don't know if we can do that. I'm like, it's not that much, you guys. Yeah, like, you're yeah. fine. Come on. Got to go get a guy out of his clothes. It's not that hard. Yeah. Particularly since you know, Blondie says that she's heard the Night Watchman is hung like a mule. So she's yes. all excited about it. She loves I know. Mules. I like her. <laughs> uh, yeah. she. Yeah. I feel like I looked because I looked her up. I was like, I feel for sure I've seen her in something else. But maybe it's literally she just this film. Really familiar. Yeah, maybe. And she's just so hot and that you remember her basically yep well especially later when she gets roller skates on yeah. oh yeah they should get her and the get one from terror train together <laughs> yeah it's too much <laughs> it would just implode it would all right no so there are 15 girls they started with now they're just four kelly luckily she's still got her cuddlies with her so you know it's the same girl from the opening in case we're confused in any way right. by that just hugging it and then she tells master she's been having this reoccurring dream but she's not said what it is yet then we're going to cut to Fireside Sanitarium, which is a weird name for a sanitarium. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, we're going to meet more crazy people, guys. Uh, yes. and there's, there's a, oh, I just love how they portray mentally unstable people in these films. Oh, my I was God. Like, Has oh, anyone absolutely. ever from their research team been into one of these places? Because it's ridiculous. It's, uh, it's insulting. Like, anytime I see one of these, I just get upset. Yeah. That's very embarrassing. Um, it is. Uh, is it better in the new Halloween film? A little bit, I guess. They do some weird stuff so. in that as well. I mean, I mean it's definitely it, better, but like, is it still yeah. okay? I don't know. Anyway, there's an inexplicable character, which is the gardener downstairs, which until the end, we're not going to get what he is, but they call him the inmate gardener. Oh, see, I got <laughs> like, who he was from the beginning. No, I got who he was. Oh. But like, I was like, what is he doing? Because it's like, surely they keep the crazy people inside. Right. So he's just out yeah, there yeah. gardening and then they seem pissed he's doing gardening as if he's just someone who comes along to do gardening without them paying him. Oh, yes, And then yes, later yes. they refer to him as like the, I'm going to get to it or whatever, but the terminology is like the inmate gardener. And I'm like, what? 
that a yeah. thing? I guess it's supposed nope, to be like prisons where like this is your duty. You know what I mean? He's upset with him doing know. it here. And he's got crazy burn marks all over his body. So we know, surely, we know straight away this is the guy from the opening. Who right. Got burnt. They're like cool burn marks. I, that's what, I was like, these are the most tasteful burn scars. Most They're interesting, like tasteful burns. Yeah, they are. Okay. That's like, yeah, cool. They're interesting. You know, tryptophobia or whatever it is, the, the sort of like fear of the little pocket. Mm-hmm. This upsets me so much. Like his scars are so symmetrical. Yeah, they are. And yeah. these weird sort of star patterns that it yeah. really, even thinking about it now, it makes my whole body kind of feel sick. It's like this very weird like feeling that you get with that stuff. And it's that sort of combination of organic things with things that are too patterned. Yeah. It can be really upsetting. And I can't look at him in this movie because it upsets uh, me so goddamn much. But yeah, the nurse is shouting at him. Then all the crazy people just start bashing at the cages together. No idea why. Well, they're supposed to be mimicking. So once you get the turn, right? Because you see this dark haired girl staring out at the window, making eye contact with the gardener. And he's taking his like garden claws and stabbing. Right. Yeah. Which then causes her to repeat the motion, then then gets picked up throughout the entire sanitarium because that's how things happen. But she doesn't do it against a fence. She does it like at her side. Yes. Well, but that's like, what I was if like. She is there a mind control thing it. happening? That's what I. Th- I thought we were going into like telepathy world, and someone is uh, no, no, one of the X Men. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking weird. It's really weird. Yeah. So anyway, when we cut to later that night. The gardener man breaks in, although he's already in, I guess, because he's an inmate. Very confused. Right? Where does he sleep if it's not inside? I know. I don't know. Um, the nurse, though, is leaving when she's suddenly crept up on by all the patients who are all now free. Again, just sort of inexplicably. It just happens. And then she runs to a car, but of course it won't well, start. Well, he let them all out. You see yeah, a shot of him going and unlocking their doors. I know, but we out. don't. But there's no sort of, con- like, that would be a tricky thing to do. Like, there's yeah. no, it's just like, oh, yeah, this happens. He's like, yeah, but what about all the things in between? But it's like, oh, I don't worry right. about it. Right. Well, no one especially else works if he's at the an sanitarium inmate. except for her. Yeah, yeah. clearly. <laughs> Evidently. And she's, she's gone There's for the, the night. There's no security. Yeah, she, yeah. she's done. Uh, and the gardener's, well, we think the gardener, is in the back seat and stabs her a whole damn bunch. So she gets got, falls in a car horn. We get that old car horn noise as we pan out. And then the car horn noise stops. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know why it would. Well, and as we pan out, you get to see the whole cast and crew in the reflection of the station wagon. <laughs> oh, I missed up, that! Up oh. on the chair and everything. You can see them all up like <gasps> on the race things, like with the camera pointing down. You see oh the my whole God. panorama that view of them. Amazing. So I want to go back and watch it just you for should. that moment. It's I perfect. totally missed that. I That's love amazing. It. It's my favorite reflection shot. Probably of any film I've ever seen. That's amazing. And for people who see this stuff and they're like, oh, you were never meant to like, you know, back when they made this stuff uh, that you weren't meant to see it in Blu-ray detail or whatever. That's bullshit. Because when you watched it at home, sure, you watched it on a shitty VHS that was rerun. They shot it on 35 millimeter. The quality of image was excellent. When they, their intention was to screen this on a big screen in a cinema in beautiful, lush detail. Um, That's ridiculous. (laughs) 
you can see everybody. There's at least like six people all in the reflection. There's like boom and camera and the lift. Everything is great. Well, and as we would say in theater, whenever like tech or something is not going well for tech week, it's always like, well, if they're focusing on that, then we have bigger problems. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I always if you put a station wagon in a shot, I'm going to be focusing on a station wagon. So I was looking at the station wagon also. I was like, wait a second. There's a car later I think you're going to be focusing on. Oh, yeah. Get to that one. Well, maybe Katie wasn't. No reaction. Oh my God! All right. In this one, yeah. Oh. Freaking Nathan one. Fillion's car? No, his assistant's car. Oh, Carmen Gia. I have it oh, written yeah. down. Don't worry about it. All right, all right. I, got Heidi. I got Heidi's car. Kelly heads home to her parents' house, which is a fucking estate. And if we didn't yes. know how much money she has, they literally walk a horse by us. I know. I loved it. Two I horses. Like, working so hard to show her next rich to a bitch. horse, and then there's another horse. Yes. Which is kind of weird that she could have filmed this weekend and film next week. Both of them are rich bitches. Like they've yes. got tons of money, which is unusual rich for these movies. brunette bitches. Yeah, they uh, are. True. So they've been rung up by the sanitarium just before she walks in. And they found out that someone's escaped. And they say, don't worry, we're fine. 300 miles away. Now... You get a good look at the guy that the mother's sleeping with in the opening shot. So as soon as right. you see this person who's meant to be Kelly's father, you're like, wait a second. And that's where your confusion begins because she's treating Correct. him like it is her father and all yes. lovey. And I wrote down, even though I've seen this movie before, I was like, wait, what the fuck is going on here? She's <laughs> totally fine with this dude now who originally she was stabbing. Right. It's, if you've been paying attention, it's confusing. But I guess that's what they want to happen. Yeah. I mean, I was like, maybe this is just a recurring because that's how she sets it up, right? It's just a recurring nightmare. Maybe it is. I'm sure it does mean something for the plot, but maybe it's it's not what I think it is, right? And it's not literal. It's symbolic kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah but then um, they, you've already got the threads of there's a guy with burn marks all over his face who is in a sanitarium. Right. And then the sanitarium calls them to say someone's escaped from a sanitarium. <laughs> Correct. So then you're like, obviously that really happened. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's got you asking confusing. questions, which I guess yeah. is good. Yeah. Um, sure. I'm not going to say the answers didn't make sense, but we'll get there. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so like Kelly's oh in back God. at school. She's hanging out with her friend Marsha. I love this bit when they're walking out on the quad and Marsha's trying to open up about her insecurities about being a virgin. And Kelly just does that passive, like shuts it down by joking about it, by saying like, well, maybe you should do something about it. And then it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Let's change the subject. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she was trying to talk to you about something difficult. <laughs> Uh, I do also think it's important to point out that while we're at Kelly's house, we find out that it is also her birthday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's birthday. It's hell week. And there's a big prank day. Great. These are back to terror train all over again. 100%. And someone has been has escaped the asylum. Here we go. (laughs) And also just whenever we're back at her house with her parents, you're just like, oh, we are in soap opera land. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Should say uh, they really sort of wrote, the writer made it very clear that they kept every single frame of the original director's content because it looked so much better. Yeah. I tried to pay attention to like what looks better here. He definitely said a bunch of it was the stuff in the the mental institute at the beginning. Hmm. It didn't look that great to me. No. But okay. No. Whatever. Marsh is doing her paper on the psychological effects of the soap opera. Which again, I'm like, this is really just like, they're loading it full of, this is where you're all going to end up, guys. Don't knock it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But she says it's like looking for the meaning of life in a donut hole. (laughs) (laughs) I did love that. Let me tell you, Marsha, you can find the meaning of life in a donut hole. Mm -hmm. It's not that hard. 
Kelly's, uh, Kelly's doing it on dreams and nightmares. And then Andy, a reoccurring male character who has been dating the head sister and now yeah. is interested in Kelly, I guess. Yeah. He turns Who's up to bother Kelly. Either Beavis or Butthead, I can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he's both. It's ridiculous that this guy exists in their universe. Yes. All the men in this are ridiculous. That is like, true. The men in this like, are so insultingly written. It's they really are. Awful. I was like, yes, turnabout is fair play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they are doing a come as your repressed desire party, which I fucking love. And I think I know when I'm back in L.A., we got to do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what my repressed desire would be. I feel like they aren't really repressed. <laughs> oh, you've got plenty of repressed, Shannon. That's true. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then Kelly does that thing that I hate in movies where you spend a whole scene with them walking one direction and then they get bothered and then like, I'm going to walk in the other direction. Like, where were you going to begin with? Right? <laughs> Whatever. Now she's going to hang out with Hot Professor. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, so yeah. hot. I was like, oh, no, a lecherous teacher. And then I was like, oh, it's okay. I'll allow it. He's hot. I'd hit that. <laughs> yeah. I'd hit that. <laughs> lecherous men in power hitting on younger women is fine as long as they're hot. That's the lesson. Like, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's writing his thesis on the same topic as she's writing uh, for her piece. So he's all pissed. So she apologizes to Mr. Adams. He, he says, hey, call me Peter. Uh, <laughs> Which probably not even his actual name. It's just what he likes. Gets him going. Yep. I just love his line where he's like, you want to see my dream factory? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was a little bit nervous when he said that. She says she's been having a reoccurring dream that she's had since she was a little kid. And this is, yeah, where he wants to show her his dream factory. So she uh, says she has amnesia as well because she fell out of a tree house or so she was told. And then she was in a coma for three I months. I love how he's like, I you know, really insane. fell out of a tree house? <laughs> yeah. Like he doesn't even believe it. And I was like, That's right? the unbelievable sounds bit. made up. All the soap opera tropes coming into play. Right. She's already been in a coma, doesn't remember anything because she's got amnesia. Before the age of nine, it's just a blank. And I'm noticing he's immediately he's starting to hold her arm. Father. I know. <laughs> yeah, her dream ends with a stranger coming in and fighting her father. And this is where they're going to confuse us, kind of like, well, that's not what I saw in the opening scene. But okay. Right. And then the strange man catches fire. And then I love this bit. He like turns and he goes, it's beautiful. All the classic symbols, love, I know. death, fires, strange men. <laughs> mirrors. <laughs> mirrors, right? Like the He's classic the symbols. Yeah. Love and death, sure. Fires, <laughs> strange men. <laughs> I always love when they have psychologists in these films because the only people they can reference are Freud and Young. Yes. Yep. Like, that's it. That's all they have. Oh, so annoying. Every time. They don't even say anything about Freud and Young, they only just say their names. They just drop their names at least three times. He does it again and again and again. It's so yep. just watch some episodes of Frasier and you'll learn. I know, <laughs> right? It's not that hard, you guys. Heidi, then they're like flirting, and then Heidi just fucking appears from behind the desk. I love Heidi so much. <laughs> She's the she best is my character. favorite. She <laughs> is best. my favorite. She looks like Barb from Stranger Things. The she very does. First one, the one that. Well, I would like. I would like to see a show just of Heidi and then Alice and the Hot Girl just like trying to solve crimes. Basically. <laughs> that would be amazing. I also love how he describes her that she possesses a delicate feminine aura. <laughs> it's goddamn fucking ridiculous and I love it. She's, she's like, by that he means I'm a lesbian and I won't sleep with him so I can actually work with him. Right. 
James Reed is the most fucking middle of the day soap opera acting I think I've ever seen in my life throughout this movie. Oh, yeah? He is increasingly so enjoyable in his reactions to everything as he just gets more and more over the top. Yeah, and I it's fucking so good. love it. Yeah. And he's not in it very much, to be honest. And I kept really just like, please, let's get back to him just throwing tantrums and talking right. over people. Yeah, so anyway, she appears. They're monitoring drink pans. Her hand starts shaking. And he says, you're scared, aren't you? Everyone's nervous the first time. It's okay. I know. <laughs> Just like, oh, They're really right. trying to like hit this mirror motif that like mirrors really like freak her out that you don't really get ever yep. but kind of at the end I guess when it's revealed. Oh, there's like so much good mirror. I know. But this is the point of the movie that I was like, oh, this is going to be like Freddy meets Slumber Party Massacre. That's what's happening yeah. here. Got Which sounds it. cool. Like if you do that, yeah. fun. Yeah. She works out though in the hallway, all the lights start going out, which is like, I don't, I still don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't but either. I was like, what the fuck is this about? So sister just there in the background well, just turning lights off. I guess, I guess, because at the end, whenever we get that reveal, she's like, I've been watching you. Ah. Yeah, I guess so. I've been turning, I've been turning lights the lights off. I've been turning the lights on and off. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> evil twin. <laughs> right. Flick, so evil. In the dark. Yeah, she's in a woman's toilet. She sees the little girl covered in blood holding scissors for a split second. So she's getting these little flashes into her memories. Yeah. For some reason, we zoom right in on the door as it shuts. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're going to show us something suddenly happened in the last frame that was spooky. Wasn't it? I Just think shut. the camera guy was like falling asleep forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, cut. <laughs> and we're going to mother licking the largest brandy glass. Oh, <laughs> yeah. like, my God. We are entering the heyday of this mother. I love her. I'm into her too. (laughs) She says she's looking at a ghost. He says, I see a reflection. He went, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a fucking mirror. (laughs) Yeah. She goes, I love his line though. He goes, when you look in a mirror, you see your reflection unless you're drunk. (laughs) (laughs) And he's wearing a neck scarf. So you have to believe him. I know. Yeah. It's like not a tie and not an ascot. But a mix of the two things. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and the biggest belt buckle. <laughs> so she's having regrets. I don't know why now. Oh, I guess because the guy's broken out. But she's now filled with regret for I'd have created this horrible lie. Which, let's be clear, it's the horriblest lie. When right, we find it really out is. What's happened. Yeah. And then they hear this tiny sound. There's like a little hunk outside so right. he grabs his fucking gun, cocks it, and heads outside and just starts pointing it into the street. Yep. I love it. And again, oh where God. is your security? You have a huge estate. You have horses yeah. who presumably have trainers, and right. yet you don't have any secure like security system whatsoever. Yeah. No. Wait. ADT, where are you? Right? <laughs> Not even a guy in a golf cart that will be fodder later. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Doesn't need it. He's got his gun. Yeah. It is Texas. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kelly's sleeping at the clinic. And she yeah, wakes she up in a panic and then tells him, tells him a dream. Heidi says her REM and her heart rate were fucking crazy, but her brain waves are snoozing. What can it possibly mean? It she be? thinks supernatural. I also, I loved in this scene how they're showing our final girl, like just her head going back and forth between the two of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like this is the shot they're focusing on. It's like he says something. Then we get a shot of her turning to Heidi saying something. Then a shot of her turning to him saying something. It was so funny. <laughs> 
And she's just fucking staring at herself in the mirror for so much of this movie. She's like walking out of the room and then catches her reflection, stares at it. I gotta go. Yeah. And then walks out. I know. And the professor's like, oh, mirrors. Yeah. (laughs) Don't worry. You beautiful girl. We get it. You so pretty. Beautiful pretty. So I wrote down, I've forgotten all about the sorority stuff. We're in a very different film now. I just, every this time is where I have to keep reminding myself, we have to get to a mall at some right. point. <laughs> like, this is, I, at this exact same point, as I was like, oh, wait, does the sorority not matter now? Are we just like throwing that out? That was my recollection oh. of this movie. It was like, I remember there was a twist, not exactly what it was. And I remembered the mall and that was mm-hmm. it. And I thought, okay, this whole movie takes place in the mall. That's, that's going to be a fun time. No, nope. most of it's like no. this stuff. And, I, and this isn't like, I mean, it is terrible, but it is you know, subpar Nightmare on Elm Street. Again, before, well, at the same time, Nightmare on Elm Street came out. So it's like, give it some credit in that, that there's some stuff you could have done here. Unfortunately, it does feel like it's written by someone who's going to go on and write a lot of soap operas. <laughs> right, you know? yep. Rather than someone like Wes Craven who's there to spook the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we're like, not even jumping back and forth. We're very much in a different film right now. Yeah. Kelly has a chat with her mother while her dad, inverted commas, is on the phone to yet another mistress. Yes. And then Kelly overhears Once a him. cheater. She overhears him and then doesn't do anything about it. She doesn't confront him. She doesn't talk to her mother. She yeah. just is like, oh, no. all right. Like, it's so weird because weird. they make a point that she hears this. And you're like, oh, I what's going to happen? Nothing. That's what I was like. I was like, what is the point of this? Especially as spoilers, he gets got shortly thereafter. What was the right point now? of this conversation? Then? Literally nothing. I think they're just making you hate him even more. It's like, I already hate you both. Like, when we get to the twist, they're the fucking worst. Much yeah. worse than him cheating on this yeah. person is the lies they fill their daughter's head with. Right. Yeah. And that they make her love him as the man who basically murdered, well, nearly murdered her father. Right. And then she, but, they trick her into thinking he's her father. Right. But it's okay because yeah. he had so much money because he's a fair child. That is, that is the reason it all happens is because bitch got money. If he were yeah, poor, it wouldn't have happened this way. It's like, yeah, we did this, but you have two horses. Right. Um, <laughs> How upset no can you be? No security guard, but two horses. Right. So the dad, yeah, he gets got while he's putting a suitcase into the car outside, pitchfork to the neck, and then a machete. Double yeah, he gives loses a head. Got a double tap, just in case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then is my favorite scene of the mother as she's walking around. She has like the giantest red collar on, this right. huge glass of bread, and she's just walking around the house, drunk, being like. Kelly Fairchild, come <laughs> down here. I know, that's where why I was you? so confused. I was like, do you not know where, what is happening? I and love it. Like, I'm like, this is my goal. If I ever have kids, this will be me. <laughs> or I'll just have dogs and I'll name human names and I'll just walk yeah. around my house with a huge brandy glass. And just be like, listen, Mr. Humbutt, come down here. And I mean, it's a weird moment where the writer's trying to have fun with it because he's obviously just had been had his head chopped off. And she's like, sometimes I think that man would forget his head if it wasn't attached. I you know, know, that was there's, fun. There's none of this humor in the rest of the movie, though. It's I just so weird. I, there's like little moments of it, I feel like, but that was so much fun. I was into that. Well, we cut from that to full nude from yes. the hot chick, no less, which yes. is what I'm learning from these yep. films is like, the hot ones are just like, yeah, I don't give a fuck, whatever. Right. I look the hot amazing. ones are probably actually models, so they're right. like, I don't care. Used to it. All four of the girls are just hanging out, 
getting naked. One of the other ones gets naked as well, but you don't know, see it properly. You see butt. You even get fucking yeah. Kelly's butt as well. She's been perved yeah, on, do. putting underwear on. It's like it's all happening in this scene. She's been perved on by Andy, who pops out. Again, how is this guy even in this room? I don't know. <laughs> he should. I was like, can he die? Yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah. Does well, not I mean. happen soon enough. Kelly has stolen the keys, which she picked up when she's back at her parents' house. And her head sorority sister um, is, is happy about it. They're going to engage now, finally, well, nearly, in the prank. But before that, cut to the music. Yeah. This keyboardist. <laughs> I sent Katie a text before she watched the film. Of course, we were watching it nearly in tandem. I was like, you right. fucking, this keyboardist is amazing. Mm-hmm. He's so he into it. So jumpy. I really think we should just like make a good montage of all these bands from the slasher movies. They're we've so been good. They're yep. so good. Yeah. And Kelly has potentially inappropriately, I don't know, how is it in America schools, invited her hot professor to go with her? Inappropriate. <laughs> Super inappropriate. Soup's inappropriate. I mean, I he mean, is the TA, so he's not technically a teacher, but he's still not allowed to be yeah. doing this okay. shit. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's a very handsome man, so again, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I mean, we would have... He's like PDA and touchy-feely with her in this. Yeah. He's not just there as her friend. He was 34 when he shot it, and she was like 19 or something like that. Yes. Again, it happens. But does it happen at a party out in... I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But this party is my favorite thing in this whole fucking movie. This scene is like... it's not. It's like bad John Hughes. Yes, 100%. That's whenever I was like, oh, so we're in a John Hughes film now. Okay, what's happening? I love you pan across and you see all the people in their repressed desired costumes. Love the fat man in Lederhosen. I'm like, what repressed desire is that? Yep. I said to Katie, it's like some some woman's repressed desire apparently is to be Wonder Woman. Right? (laughs) And I love, uh, you see there's Adam and Eve making out and they're touching their snakes to each other. Oh, amazing. I missed that. It's so good. I love it. It's so you got this guy just, dressed up as a giant penis talking yes. to Marsh. <laughs> I yelled Which again, at is James. his repressed desire penises? Right. <laughs> I know. I don't think that they understood the theme. <laughs> no, they did not. It was, everyone just interpreted the scene. The theme is like, come as something sexy and not a repressed yeah. desire at all. Well, even Kelly's is like, what is your repressed desire? Biker? Chain? I know. Like, she's all like S&M geared, which is, yeah, I do kind of like, like about her character though, as a final girl, she's not the virgin like there's a bit early on where she mentions other boys she's been with and she is kind of a a more realistic in between she's not the you know she's not super promiscuous but she's also not virgin like she's very just a a woman which i kind of like Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah even the professor doesn't it because he gets there and he's like oh man i wish you told me about these repressed desires because i would have come as freud or young (laughs) (laughs) which i wrote down yeah these are the only two fucking names you know also they're not desires no (laughs) nope I mean, no. maybe they are for him. I don't know. Well, besides that, he almost looks like he could be Freud without a beard in right. his current outfit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's also the thing that makes him so creepy in this film is they're doing a real good job of costuming him as like, here is your standard teacher. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. He, he looks like, uh, who's the one who comes into my so-called life and inspires all of them? He's got a sort of dead poet oh, society. Yes, he does. On, you know? Yeah. The hot girl, she's a mounting Professor Hottie, basically. And yes. he says, I suggest you take two aspirins and go right to bed. She just says, with whom? Which I appreciate yeah, she said, I love that. <laughs> I know. I love that I love so it. much. I love it. Yeah, I really love this. This one little bit of dialogue for someone as well. These two guys are talking. He says, man, I've got to show you my Dune dance later. It's called the body bag. But before that, 
<laughs> yep. Uh, uh, yeah. So honestly, the stuff at the party, it's not bad. It's like, yeah, like let's not the, kid ourselves. John Who's movies aren't pieces of art, but they're really like, there's a sincerity to them and an earnest amazing. to them and, and yes. fun. This the isn't that thing, far off. The only thing I thought of, it's so weird. They take a moment to have this close up of the lead sorority chick, right? The one that's 40 pouring mixing a green drink into a (laughs) beer and i was like what is the point of this you aren't like is the green drink something different like what the fuck is happening and then she's dressed as some like robocop i don't know (laughs) i don't know what she's supposed to she's like a 40 year old woman in a robocop leotard (laughs) pouring herself this weird green beer No, I, I thought she was poisoning everyone for a minute. And <laughs> I know. Well, that's what it was. One of those things where it's like, oh, this is going to be something like the green. Nope. nope nothing. Nope. Nothing. nothing. Nope. We get more shots of Kelly reflected in mirrors staring at herself. Yes. Why not? And then she tells Which, this ridiculous story about being at a party when she was 12 and this 50 year old lady asking her if she has crushes or a boyfriend. Right. While Professor Hottie's just staring at her like a fucking maniac. Like absolute like terrifying stare like yeah. he's gonna do bad things and then she goes over to him because he doesn't respond for ages after like giving this big sort of insight into how she lives her life now photographing all the moments because she doesn't she wants to appreciate her youth basically mm-hmm. and then he turns to her and just says i've been thinking i haven't been listening enough to you i know <laughs> yeah. so uh, they get kissy kissy yeah well, then she's like that's why i like you because you listen right and i'm like but he didn't even like part of listening is listening right. to what you just said and he's not acknowledging that it's like yeah this is oh, so weird but also believable <laughs> like i can believe oh, yeah. she would just be fooled by the fact oh he says freud and he's handsome <laughs> into it right yeah her mother comes to the university finds kelly in deep meditation with professor hottie he's taken her back to when she was nine he's trying to wake her up but she won't wake up because fairchild isn't her real name so the mother says she's <gasps> randall Duh! I mean, literally every soap opera trope possible. Yes, 100%. So if her mom had not walked in, then she would have been in this hypnotic state forever. But also, we need to recognize the way in which her mother is walking in with the most gorgeous red hat I've ever fucking seen <laughs> in my entire life. Get it. This was the film. And then whenever you get a close-up on her later, it's like, there's a feather in it? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop it. Love it. Uh, done. Oh, man. She's done. the best. She's like, no one gives me any wardrobe. I brought all of my own. Thank right. you. And I love how the mother's like tells Kelly to like get out. And she just goes <laughs> like, it's like they're having a relationship. This is really weird. Yeah. And then she just turns to Professor Hottie and it's like, I'm not sure, but I think I can have you thrown in jail. I don't think so. Yeah. She's like, or at least thrown off the campus. So it's like probably more that. Yeah, probably yeah more, more for the sleeping with your daughter than yeah. the yeah. fact that he put her in meditation, basically. Yeah, yeah. But he theorizes then that Kelly has two personalities and maybe one of them is homicidal, <laughs> essentially. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like they do this crazy jump to like, oh, maybe she's killing people, even though they don't know anyone's dead. Because let's be clear, no one's dying. We're right. 50 nope. minutes into this film. No the dead. dad is dead. That's yeah, it. That's it. And we're still not to the mall. What is happening? I know. And they're definitely trying to trick us into thinking and setting up that she's the killer. Like that's yeah. definitely where we're being led. So it is the night. Finally, we're at that prank. We're going to the mall, Katie. Don't worry. Um, Are you sure? Because we're well, going to stand sure outside of it for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we also have... Okay, so we're going to cut to... She, basically, she's been sent to open it first, which makes no sense other than to give right. us the possibility to think that she's the killer. Like, it's literally yes. there just to give us that leeway, because otherwise, like... Because then she, they arrive later and she's just waiting outside. Right. Like, why couldn't you why? just gone together and unlocked? <laughs> it's so weird. But before that, we do get Texan security guard with the weirdest little pencil mustache. Of course, reading him. porno and drinking a can that reassuringly just reads... Beer. Beer. Yes. Always. Because what else? He's a, he's a guy, you yeah. know, looking at boobs, drinking some beer. And then yeah. it's the world's longest scene of him just walking through the mall. Which is the rest <laughs> of the movie. That Spoilers. so boring. This is the primer. Sunglasses. Yeah, this yeah. is the primer for the rest of the movie. A little alarm buzzes on his little buzzy machine. <laughs> oh, there's a buzzy on the buzzy. Yep. <laughs> so he goes to investigate said buzzy with a flashlight, right? Yeah. I mean, the father had a fucking gun because there was a thunk outside his house. Right? This guy's yeah. a security guard, right? And he's like, "I got this big flashlight." Yeah, he big does flashlight. hung like a mule. They say, right? He's like, oh, "Maybe no, that's, that's what the flashlight, flashlight is for. Maybe it's a metaphor for his <laughs> penis." <laughs> One of the exterior doors unlocked. Checks it out with his shirt very unbuttoned. Yes. There's a can just rolling across the floor, so he stomps on it like a real man and yeah. then looks satisfied as if, yeah, that was probably what opened the door. Right? <laughs> Problem solved. Those pesky fucking cans unlocking doors to my mall. Yep. So he goes back in, locks the door. Then he goes all excited because he discovers sunglasses exist. Um, and in a reflection, we see what looks like a man in a wig. Yeah. Yep. So, and then he gets a little garden fork thing. What's it? What do you call them? Little, uh, it's like a mini pitchfork. Yeah, Trout? they're like mini pitchforks. I just kept saying that they're forking bitches. There you go. Yeah. There you go. He gets that in the chest. He gives one hell of a scream. Yeah, he does. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. He was like, this um, is my moment. He's like, I could be in so many soaps if I get this right. Right. Which he I should be. I want to know what point of this is as well, because I love this. Like, you get the three sorority girls who aren't Kelly. They're all getting blessed and they're going to head, head off to the mall. Yeah. And then one of them, yes, yeah, sporty one, suddenly like, fuck all this shit. <laughs> Gets yeah. choked yeah. out of the sorority. And I love it because it's like, yeah, someone would do this, I hope, because it's, you know, that's a real reaction to some of these pranks that we do in, mm -hmm. in films and just in life. But she's not important for the rest of the movie. Well, I think the whole point is only to have someone because clearly... Later on, the entire sorority house with hundreds of women in it is totally empty, except Why? for this one woman showering who then eventually answers the phone for the professor to be like, is Kelly there? No. They, and then to, that is the only reason for her to stay behind but is to deliver the information the to the professor. I know. Anybody. Like you but just have a random girl picks up and says where they are. Like it's so Al, weird. They could only afford those extras for that one day. That's true. There's a lot of <laughs> 90s to hire. Yes. So they're like, you know what? We need to leave one of the people we already have under contract behind. <laughs> so no, like, she who can would answer the this? Phone. The sporty one for sure. Right. 100%. The guys are all there at outside the mall. They've been told by Megan to wait for all the pledges to turn up. So they all turn up. Yeah, we've got 40 minutes left of the movie to get things fucking going. So I'm like, this is all fine. Like, I'll be honest, I'm not hating it. It's just like, it's not yeah. great, but everything's fine. We've got lots of weird little mystery things set up. I'm glad we're seeing less of the parents because that was embarrassing. Uh, 
How dare like, yeah, you? Let's get to these a girls in the in mall. Feather in her hat. <laughs> so good. I, yeah, like don't kill the security guard. Like he, I hoped was going to be a part of it all, but no, he's nope. gone. No. So the three girls scurry in, and then they come up with the plan that Allison is basically going to be sex bait. Um, yes. Which makes sense. And then Kelly's going to go up to the guards' room so she can get the spare uniform. And they're just going to leave Martha alone. And as that's happening, the the boys are all coming in with Megan. They're going to call some, make some pranks. And she says they're not allowed to leave until they've scared the pledges. And she looks so excited about it. Not just scare the pledges, scare the shit out of them. It's goddamn ridiculous. And this mall, this mall is ridiculous. Like you get little snippets as you go around. It gets more ridiculous as we get into it. But they keep focusing on this one, I guess, like a Buddhist statue of some sort. Oh, yeah. Why? I I feel like the director was just like, it's Asian and mystical. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. Everything. I don't get it. That's whenever I was like, maybe they're trying to tell like something supernatural. Like what the fuck is happening? Yep. so weird it really yep. ruined me out the, the cutaways are bizarre I think they're just like yeah we got some for some reason we got loads of b-roll of this so let's just yeah. keep shoving in it I guess Allison's <laughs> wandering around trying to find the uh, the guard but instead she finds an unlocked store with a top that she wants so she just gets her boobs I out again I love it love it <laughs> I love it a new top and roller skates yes so she can become the 80s yep yep she basically she takes well. the outfit off of a mannequin that looks just like her. I know. It's so good. I love it. So she's just skating around? Until she gets to the escalator and then she walks down the escalator. Right. <laughs> yeah. And skates. then suddenly she just got him back on again. Yep. <laughs> well, no, she's going like sideways. Like you do. Oh, is she? Like clunk, 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 clunk. Like yeah. getting down the escalator. We see someone going for the knife counter they got in this sort of mall. Yeah. Oh, no. They go to like painstaking detail to show us like every possible aspect of like what this killer is doing. And I was like, guys, this is not necessary. And this killer keeps picking up different things to kill he people does. with. So he many does. things. I'm so like, all we need is weapons. one. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, and they get more and more creative though, which I'm into. Everyone mm-hmm. gets killed a different way. <laughs> So forgive some of my notes here, but this is where it's going to get into a lot of like this people split up and then this person goes there right. for really no reason. And then this happens. And then right. there's just a lot of walking around. But this is where it should pick up. This is where the last yeah. 40 minutes, which you kick into gear, have lots of high octane, <sighs> some genuinely tense moments. Yeah. Instead, Katie sighs. There's a lot. The girls all meet up. Allison says she saw Kelly in the elevator, but she's like, no, I didn't use the elevator. <laughs> oh, well, they decide the security guard must have just not turned up or whatever. Meanwhile, Megan and, and Andy are getting kissy-kissy on a pile of rugs. Right, because why not? Um, why, why not? And then the boys are trying to freak out the girls as they're escaping with a bowling ball. <laughs> right. That comes to the girls so slow, Martha just loses her mind. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guys laugh and cycle off on kid bikes. It's so weird. It's upsetting. It's very weird. And not They're in trying a, to be the shining and it's making me upset. Yeah, I feel like that's what it is, but it's so bad. Yeah. They're locked in now, so they're all stuck in this mall. So they decide, let's go look for the others. Allison shows how flexible she is while she's putting her leg up high to remove her skates. It's ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> and then meanwhile, the cop turns up to the father's car, which has blood all over it, which is outside the mall, right? I, yes, I believe so. Yes. It'd have to be. Okay. Okay, so we're learning whoever killed the father has now stolen his car, driven it to said mall. 
Cobb's mouth might get involved. No. 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 That, Not that, that, at that, all. I was like, what is the point of this moment right now? Yeah. Half gone. Megan's undressed Andy and then just runs off of him. Like she <laughs> just... He's got this leopard print little speedo on. <laughs> yeah. uh, his only contribution to this film is wearing something ridiculous like that. <laughs> I just love his idea as well of like, oh, you know what would be fun? I'll get you naked and then run away. Right. <laughs> like, and then chase after you and be like, I was just kidding. I'm just, I'm just playing. We see someone picking up an axe because apparently all the knives weren't enough. Right? No. I keep expecting you're going to cut back and they sellotaped all these things together into like no. one super blade. Yes. <laughs> that, that should be, be done. Great. Oh, why can't they be having more fun like that? Mm-hmm. Oh. Andy goes looking for Megan. There's a cool shot actually as all the more lights start going off floor by floor as they're like looking out across it. It's just got like some actual perspective to it. You feel place, which I will say for being in a small, I don't feel place very often. I'm always confused. I don't know what floor people are on. I don't get the geography very well, which is crucial in this kind of thing. It's like, if you want me to yeah. be scared, I have to know how far away they are from exits and each right. other and stuff like that, you know? Because um, as it is, like somebody can even scream and someone else doesn't hear them somehow. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, And then they what? do when they want them to. Like, there's no rules to it. It's just whatever they need. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he thinks he sees Megan. But instead of finding her, he finds an axe to the head. Ah, yes. it's about freaking time. So yes, uh, thank goodness. So then Megan's looking for him. Yeah. Because <laughs> someone's always going to be looking for someone. At least two people are always looking for someone in this fucking film. Yeah. Uh, so I was only kidding. I was only kidding. We do get another kind of nice shot as Allison and Marsha in the elevator. I just kind of like seeing uh, them go up this elevator, like inside it. And you do, again, you feel like you're in that environment with them. It mm-hmm. could be spooky. Something could happen in the elevator. No, just hanging out. Yep. For some reason, all three of our main women have split up. No idea why. Right. Nope. <laughs> Kelly is like, at this point, isn't she just hanging out by the door by herself? Because yeah. she can't get out. So like, she's I just sitting know. there. Yeah, they well, just keep... I, I think to your point earlier, they're clearly trying to keep Kelly separate from everyone in order to right. set up the twist that maybe she is the killer, right? Exactly. In order to right. kill them. That, but like, then it just at least makes get no her sense. like stuck somewhere then. And yeah. not have her just reach a point and be like, oh, I'm just going to sit down here and do nothing. Right. Yeah. She's just straight chilling. Yeah, well, there's a problem. You can feel it. You can feel, once you know the twist, you're like, yeah, I can fucking feel this. Like, you're trying mm-hmm. so hard to confuse us with Kelly. Right. And she's meant to be our lead. And this is a problem. If you want people to think your lead is your killer, it's tricky because we need to be involved with their journey. And at this point, we can't be because killing is yeah. starting to happen, which means Kelly can't be around most of the time. Yeah. Um, there is another cool shot actually as Megan's walking through a room of lampshades that gradually turn on oh uh, yeah that's cool so opposite cool. of what happened to Kelly yeah yeah Ooh, turn lights on <laughs> and then someone appears very slowly as Megan's watching them fires an arrow from a bow right? arrow into I, her I, this one again I was like, fun thing the arrow that comes out of that bow falls straight down because <laughs> I, like me you can't fucking fire a bow and arrow and then it's like shows it like thunk like right into her and i watched it like three or four times and i just kept laughing as i watched it and she's it's just crazy. letting it happen she literally yes, just watches this person. it's not fast very slow 
Everyone's yeah. reaction to about to be attacked in this is throw your hands up really wide and expose your chest. A hundred percent. reaction is. I was like, how is this bitch? She's not duck, bitch. You're fine. <laughs> Embrace the death. Well, she was expecting an axe or one of 20 knives that it came with no bow and arrow. Picked up more arrow. implements. Mm, okay, yeah. okay. Meanwhile, I forgot all about these fuckers, but Professor Hottie still exists and his assistant yep. who has a cool car that I wrote down, I bet Katie likes. Carmen Gia. Totally yeah. suits her. Everybody's got cool cars except for the rich people in right. this movie. Does not make sense, you guys. Well, she's figured it out. She comes yeah. running to Professor with new info. She and has he actually so much does, information. He actually does I a spit take into his coffee. Yep. <laughs> she comes in and calls him out. And, and he's perfectly like, I rewound it to watch it again. Because he's perfectly like, oh, they just called action. Drip my coffee slow, slow, slow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's such an actor moment it's insane and i love it and this I is where i start loving him because from this point onwards he's more and more ridiculous yeah he's amazing well, about 90 percent of the rest of his role is his hair in the breeze as he's driving oh my god so good. Oh, it's, it's so, so good so, i mean that's well how can you not love that 100 percent. part of this scene that i freaking love is heidi's like look at this and she'll hand him a piece of paper and he's like blah 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 and then she's like and this, and she'll put another piece of paper in front of him. He's yep. like, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And if you think that's crazy, look at this. And she just <laughs> keeps handing him new pieces of paper. And, and he keeps shoving her out bombs. of the way as if he's yeah. come across it. He keeps like getting a hand and pushing her. What the f- Get off me. I'm figuring this shit out, woman. <laughs> right. <laughs> so many ideas in my brain. She has the best line of, huh, no one ever lets me finish. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. That is good. <laughs> So she's dug up that in the Houston Times 10 years ago, there was a fire in Randall's house. He's like, Jason Randall. Randall. That was her name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then last Monday, six inmates escaped, including Randall, the inmate groundskeeper. <gasps> that was also the, the other guy's name. So he puts <gasps> Randall and Randall together and gets Randall. I mean, literally, he takes a hand and just shoves it out of the way at this right. point. Like, he's on the phone. She's like, who are you ringing? He's like, shut up. I'm right. doing business. <laughs> Silence, woman. She so tries to ring Kelly, but the, cl- the pledge they left behind is just showering because right. they, that's all they do in this fucking yeah, place. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And um, everyone else is missing. <laughs> yeah. So he rings Dwight Fairchild instead. Someone picks up but leaves the phone off the hook. He's like, my God. Which I was also like, why? Wait, huh? Why? She doesn't know. want to talk to anybody. She's, mm-hmm. she's, she's distressed. But don't worry, guys. Back at the mall, the three pledges and the two boys remaining are drinking what I think it's just called Red. Yeah, Kool Aid. <laughs> yep. It's just, drunk it's just on Kool-Aid. the color red. Marsha <sighs> is all kinds of drunk. Oh my god! And, and then out of nowhere, a lot of Britney Murphy vibes from Clueless yes, right now. Is. Oh, oh so they start accusing her of being a virgin again, and then she tells a fucking story out of nowhere. Oh my god! This scene. Twelve this years scene. old. And an old man who was her violin teacher abused her. And then she starts crying and runs away. And by the way, cut to a scene later having sex with the guy who's going to come after her. Right. And you just, the whole time she's saying this stuff, I was like, I don't remember this story. And you're like, oh, it's a joke. Like, obviously at the end, she's going to be like, because that's what these fucking stupid movies are. Constant bad, like, jokes. Right. Nope. It's, it's so like a, bad. It's like a it's Phoebe so Cates bad. moment in Gremlins, only much, much, much more out of place. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's so bad. I was like, why is this happening? 
And then the and second she leaves crying, like she just drops this fucking bombshell, leaves crying, and then Allison and the boy are like, you want to go to the bathroom? I'm like, sure. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. what could have been sexier than that story? And then Kelly's like left at the table just be like, I'll just drink my red. Don't worry, guys. Just hang out <laughs> by myself. Right? So A gobsmacking weird. scene. Like, I don't know why so that's in there. excruciating. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a better movie amazing scene <laughs> like to shut everyone up when they're bullying you for being a virgin like no i have a life and history you don't understand right. who i am you know but in this movie in the way no <laughs> no 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 meanwhile terrible music is playing while joke boy gets gets kissy kissy with Marsha, and she says that's cheering her up <laughs> right yeah i love how so the, guys. the reaction of the dude is like oh you just told me a story about you getting raped as a child let me come and force myself on you and like that'll make you feel better. Ugh. I mean, and what? she and it does. It and cheers it does. Her up. So that's a good message, guys. Yes. Always remember that if a right. woman confides in you something heartbreaking and terrible from her childhood, get kissy Just, kissy. Just yeah. hopes, shut hopes her, her up her with you know her. a good dickin will always make that better. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you can even make that rhyme. There's nothing that rhymes with dickin. Uh, a good get to stickin. Give her a good dickin. <laughs> <laughs> all right you're welcome you're welcome i wrote down here this film really goes at its own pace yeah it really does i wrote down i'm so bored in this film <laughs> mm-hmm. even though they're all acting their little hearts out this movie is well, one hour 37 minutes long it's not like it's that long this yeah. last 20 minutes i'm pretty sure was at least an hour and a half but i feel like this whole like, like yeah. rape discussion is kind of what we were talking about in the party is like they're trying to do like John Hughes vibes right like all of a sudden it's like we're trying to be the breakfast club and here's this reveal moment of like everyone has this past whatever but it's so bad and out of nowhere and so slow yep yep so slow I mean I think they again with these actors they could have done something yeah know? like they're not I mean they're not great but they're good enough for this stuff yeah. That we could have been having fun. Kelly's on the Tannoy system. She's asking for May- Megan and Andy to come out and meet them at a service entrance. And Allison comes across the body of security guard. She freaks out. So then she goes looking for Chad. Of course, he's called Chad. Of course. But he's dead too, off screen. We didn't see him die, but dead. And then she runs into Kelly. I mean, honestly, it's just like so tiring to write this shit down. Right. Like, this person does this. I thought Chad died in the bathroom. Yeah, he died, but we don't see it. We don't see it oh. actually die. We see oh, like yeah. wind up. That's yeah. She runs into Kelly also, and then. Don't uh, care. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, don't I wrote down, like, Allison's very lucky that she's hot because phew, she cannot act in these moments like no. this. No. <laughs> really bad. I know, but oh. I was like, finally, we're getting some bodies. Yeah. Yeah, but then it's just this dumb stuff where then they would stick together and she's like, oh, but I don't want to see his body again. So then she's like, all right, we'll go to the other side of the mall while I go and check on his body. So then Kelly goes uh, yeah, to see yeah. the body and there's her name written in blood on the mirror. So the first sort of definite correlation that it's all to do with her. I, but then, I was also like, why does she need to see the body to be, like... It's so weird. If if a friend came running to me like, hey, my friend is dead, I'd be like, great, let's figure out a way to get the fuck out. I'm not going to go check on him. Like, yeah, you I dead. think there are ways out. Like, there are ways yeah. out of this fucking world. No one's There's really trying. There's a fucking door. No one's really trying to get out. If it's bro- if it's locked, you just bust. At this point, you bust out. Yeah, you don't a 100%. Yeah, there's um, only like one delivery door in this whole building somehow. Yes. Meanwhile, Master's, yeah, having sex with Comedy Boy. Yes, Which she makes is. sense. 
And Allison gets uh, gets got out of absolutely nowhere. No tension. Such a shame. She just manages mm-hmm. to grab the Tannoy system and then start screaming down it, which is kind of a yeah, nice yep. last thing to do. So then yep. we know now that it's not Kelly, though, for the first time because Kelly reacts. We see her hearing right. this murder happen. Right. So this is the first time where we're like, okay, it's actually not her. And they do this intro. They do do like, again, I'm not going to say I like it, but they're trying something here as they do creative editing of showing Master orgasming to the death screams of her friend. Right. And they cut back and forth between the two, <laughs> which is pretty base, but at least yeah. it's something. And yeah, I wrote down here, they keep cutting back to some fucking Buddha. What's going on? I yeah. know. It's so weird. What is Kill. this store? What is Kelly then finds the bloody mess of where Allison was and then oh the professor turns up remember him at her house which I wrote down is this film in fucking real time because this is ridiculous like any other film is like he leaves and he's there and this is like oh I forgot about him again (laughs) yes at first I thought that the mom comes up and like sees him at the door and locks the doors and walks away (laughs) (laughs) I was like yes and then I was like oh you unlocked it yeah like dumber so the mother confides in him that her husband's dead. Um, and then the professor looks directly into camera on I purpose. That's so weird. Oh. Like, what? It's so, I don't understand it. As if that's a twist. I mean, we saw her husband die. It's not even the twist. If like, it would be weird if it was, here's the twist. He looks at the camera like, oh my God, guys, are you with me Did on this ride? Did you guys hear that? You're right. <laughs> but instead it's like, yeah, we know, dude. We saw it happen. He rings the sorority, gets the pledge who didn't go on the prank. She tells him where they're at. She's and he finally just starts, out of the shower. <laughs> and he just comes back to Mrs. Fairchild and he just starts screaming at her, Keys! Keys! Give me yeah. the keys, woman! <laughs> it's amazing. And then he tells her four times to call the police and meet him at the building, which during that time he could have just called the fucking police. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And then she's like, oh, it's happening again. I don't think this has happened before. No, it's not. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> the thing before was very different. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, Maybe Marsh- she means she's drunk again. <laughs> like, I'm seeing oh, hot professors again. in my I house shouting at me again. <laughs> Men yeah. are yelling at me. I must have brandy. Right. <laughs> Well, and I guess maybe it's supposed to be like, because once we get the twist, right, of she's on a rampage again, you know, like she was on a rampage then, but she, she I don't stabbed know. one person in the leg. It wasn't even, right. she didn't even a successful rampage. Yep. Yep. Like he and was And again, fine. appropriate response to seeing your parent having sex. A hundred percent. You can't blame them. You left the door open. Yeah. It's your own damn fault. So Marsha gives the comedy guy a seven out of 10 for his sexual performance um but <laughs> I mean, admits that she doesn't for him but then but then jokes yeah but i don't have much to compare you with just an old violin teacher just once. the man who molested <laughs> me when i was a child right oh remember my that funny story i told you earlier they decide to have sex again because it's customary for their age but he gets harpooned because yeah, again, again let's not use the axe or the knives this store <laughs> they sell harpoons. The f- there's a Christmas store. There's a harpoon uh, store. The there's a wedding fuck? store. There's a weird Everything. Buddha. <laughs> K- 
Kelly's just running around hearing people screaming and then they do meet up and start running together. Uh, this would be better if the, if you did have like the music is so like that opening intro when you get the credits and we said this is really sort of like droney. Mm-hmm. That's part of the problem is the music is so yeah, droney. It's, it's not helping it's anything. Like it's here. trying to put you to sleep. It's like if we had yeah. some actual sort of like if we had just, you know, the Halloween music here. We'd be slightly more energized. At right. Least. God forbid Kelly sees a mirror at any point because she'll just stop. A hundred percent into it. Oh my so, God. but they do something smart, which I like. They go into a service elevator and then stop it between floors. Yeah, um, I liked that too. I was like, "Oh, good, clever girl." Kelly's just like, "We'll stay here till morning." That's just, that's yeah. good. Solid, hundred percent. But then uh, they do something stupid with the elevator later. They they do, <laughs> but during all of these scenes, we do keep cutting away to yeah. Professor Hottie driving with his <laughs> driving with his top down, right? hair blowing in the wind. Hair. I'm not yes. convinced he's not just going to France so or luscious. something. I know. So luscious. We need to have that little like ascot thing on his neck to like billow behind him. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's wonderful. Yeah, and then there's some ridiculous impromptu dialogue about Fields and Chad and like when they're yeah. sitting in the elevator. It's like, just imagine you're not in here. You're oh. in a, a field. Chad's there. Remember Chad? Yeah, we like Chad. He's um, dead now. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's so obviously impromptu. You're it's like, so oh, weird. come on, guys. And then the lights go off. The killer jumps onto the top of the elevator. Uh, it's the first time you're like, all right, this is getting a little bit more slashery. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelly runs. Marsha gets dragged away. Again, they don't want to show you the killer. This is a problem. So it's not even, we want to see something. But, but they, we just see him being dragged. They miss an opportunity to cut a bitch in half. How How are you going to have have this elevator and you don't take a moment to cut a bitch in half? They don't got that kind of money. They'd already spend that money on 20 different types of tools that the killer could use. (laughs) They'd use their budget. And I was also like, dumb bitch, why don't you take the elevator up and smash who's ever trying to break through? (laughs) God damn it. It's very true. No, Kelly runs away, but she isn't being chased, by the way. And then, yeah, still, I love this bit where she's running down the corridor. Nothing's chasing her. Like, the killer's like, she just watched the killer drag her friend away, did very little to save her friend. Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. And then she runs down the corridor and pulls something in the way of, as if an imaginary being were falling. Right. <laughs> yep. Um, and then she heads to the boiler room, because we know from horror films, that's the safest place. Uh, well, this be. is where I was like, so Freddy. <laughs> is here yes if we get a man with a burnt face but again this is before freddy so i know know. weird and it's her father (gasps) Um, it's so weird too because at one point she touches one of the boilers and she's like hot hot and all of a sudden it cuts to him like did someone burn themselves right like it's he has this like all of a sudden radar built in and i know that that's not what it's meant to be telling me but i was like you guys needed to edit this better it looks ridiculous yeah He chases her up on the roof. So I think now we're meant to believe, oh, okay, it is. It's, he's the killer, I guess. Right. And then she knocks him off the roof. And he falls into some boxes, which I guess save his life. It's made a little unclear at the end. but I Yeah, think do. I have no idea. Just as the professor turns up and sees him fall. So he runs over, decides, mm, let's not help him. Just <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. leaves him. Yep, 100%. Even though the guy's like, obviously he's still holding on to last breath. He's like, ah, he's like I'm not it. that kind of doctor. There's a no. teenage girl up there who will probably sleep with me. So I'm going to go check that yeah. uh, The old horn dog goes to get Kelly. He finds her inside, but now she's wearing different clothes. She gives no him a big old on. hug. Mm-hmm. 
She's well, she's got makeup on, but of a different type now. Oh, right. Yeah. Now all of a sudden she looks like she's maybe a little bit a ill. Ghost. <laughs> yeah. She smiles. We notice she's wearing the gloves. And then she yep. stabs him. The real Kelly comes down. Oh my god. Two Kellys. The <gasps> professor is sad he got killed before he could have initiated threesome protocol. I know. All I could see in his face was, I could have had twins. Right. <laughs> Freud would have been so proud. Yep. And young. Um, oh my God, young. All right, quick question then. You're picking up on certain things. Did either of you see the twin coming? Not really. I thought, I thought it was going to be she's revealed as like having psycho sort of stuff. That's what I thought it was going to be. I did not necessarily see the twin thing coming, but because it's so ridiculous and so soapy. <laughs> as soon as they said the words split personality i was like oh they're twins you really <laughs> yeah because it's like the whole vibe of this movie is so soap opera that i was like that's a very soap opera trait where they're like you've had a twin and they're like <gasps> and it's yeah. the evil twin <gasps> and then you had amnesia yeah and you're in a coma and, you and your fell. father's not your father and this isn't your real name <laughs> and he's burned over 40 percent of his body and your teacher will sleep with you oh yeah hundred percent. I did not the first time I saw it. Did not see it coming. I'll be honest. I'm not thinking that much when I'm watching these films normally. You yeah. know, for this podcast, Maybe it's a little it. different. But yeah, I'm just sort of alarmed for the ride. It did get me the first time, and I was like, fair play. And again, you go back, and there is a lot of little things that are there. Like, it is a trope, and it is cheesy. But you don't see it that much in slasher movies. And I, I will say, this stuff they shoot it effectively enough. Like they do the cuts quick enough that I do feel mm-hmm. like there are two versions of it there. I did not. <laughs> The whole time I was like, that not her, that not her, that not her, that not her. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing gets by Katie. Like, please fucking finish this movie. (laughs) I was like, I love how this whole thing is so drawn out, and then they give her like two and a half minutes to explain so fast. She's like, and then blah 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 blah, and she's just rattling through it because they have to cram so much into this discussion. And I was like, you can't even give this ten minutes. Like well, they, and they didn't out. even spell all of it out. Like you no. have to kind of like, like, okay. So the story is a mother was having an affair. The daughters, twin daughters came in and the, I guess, evil twin for want of a better word, stabbed the guy she was having an affair with, but he's fine. The guy mm-hmm. she was having an affair with then poured alcohol on and burnt her father, but he's fine. <laughs> somehow after this they all kind of like split up the daughter got put into a mental institute i guess from that point which nope would not happen from just one little stabby the father they somehow managed to get him committed which makes absolutely no sense whatsoever money mr fairchild very rich Sure, sure. But the father can still speak, I presume. <laughs> like, right. he does a few words here. Like, the fact that he doesn't communicate, no, she was just having an affair and then they tried to kill me. Like, it's yeah, insanity yeah. that he's sort of like, fine, I'll just live in this place with my daughter who right. at least tried to stand up for me, I suppose. And then they brainwashed, I don't even know how, because I don't even know if the coma's real, but right. somehow... Well, it's like they, it's, it sounds, because she says she fell out of a treehouse, but she doesn't remember how she fell, and so it then insinuates that her parents pushed her pushed out her. of a treehouse <laughs> yes. in to order controlled to either comatose. kill her or induce a coma that An would amnesia. hopefully give her amnesia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> controlled amnesia, so she remembers nothing up until nine, and then they fed her brain with, no, this is all of your family. You never had yeah. a sister. This is your actual father. <laughs> yeah. Just crazy madness. And then 
at some uh, point, I guess because it's their birthday, I don't know why, they decide to break out of the mental institute and they've been working together. So the father's basically been cleaning up from the daughter, but I think he doesn't really want her to be doing these killings she's doing, but he's like, well, you're my daughter, so I'll clean up behind you. It's kind of like her caretaker, but she I is guess. doing the killings. None of this makes any sense. Nope. And there's a whole lot. And you want to know lot. what makes the least sense? Why is she wearing kitchen gloves? <laughs> Why? Valid point. So you can't see her Why is she hands? wearing these awkward plastic gloves? Otherwise, we'd have a terror train moment <laughs> where it's sport for us. Yeah. What also makes the least amount of sense is the worst acting here in the entire film is the moment where Kelly, the good Kelly, turns around to bad Kelly. Okay, so she's just found out maybe a minute ago, if that, that she has a twin sister who's killing people. Right. <laughs> including her friends and potentially family members. And then she just turns to her, they're running upstairs and says so apathetically, leave me alone. <laughs> and right. sister does. Stops. Oh, it's so bad. It's like, I'm so tired. You've been chasing me all night. Anyway, she, her plans because she's going to kill Kelly, become her. And then everything's great, I guess. I guess. So she goes to kill her, but then boom, mother turns up, shoots her. Yes, with a literal smoking gun. Love it. Yep. The last soap opera <laughs> trope right? that we had to cram in. We hear sirens coming. Don't panic. Professor Hoddy's okay. He's fine. Thank He's fine. God. And so is a real father, I think. But hard to tell. Who cares but about him, though? Her mother gets taken away by the police. And then we end the movie to sexy sax man coming I in. I love the sax. Still frame, bring in the sax. He's framing the Kelly's face. It's a jazzy ending. Woo! Oh, man. I was like, Body this bitch is going to need so much therapy. Don't worry, she'll sleep with her therapist too. It'll be Probably. <laughs> Probably. She's that got was, daddy issues. That was the initiation, guys. Well done. Oh, man. But what were we initiated into? Right? There's, I mean... I, <laughs> what? If it's called the initiation, it has to be about the sorority. Right. You know? It's got to be about that stuff. 10% of this is about the sorority. Oh, yeah. This should it be is more like sorority not. row. Or the house on sorority row, you know? This is what, that's what this film should be more like. But whatever. They made the movie they made. Um, oh, the, the writer did, did they, affirm. Though? They did definitely they? wanted you to think that she was the one doing the killing. So they worked really hard for that, which they did work really hard for they that. They did. And again, I do appreciate his candidness where he's like, yeah, it's such a sh-. He, he, he genuinely said, like, it's a shame because the original director he thought was doing a much better job. And he felt the one he brought in just made it functional. And that's it. Mm. But how did you guys feel? I can't read the temperature. Mm. Katie, let's start with you. He's so boring. <laughs> He's so boring. I did not like this. I don't like any of the characters besides the mom and Heidi. They're only two cool people in this whole movie. So, yeah, watch the scene with the mom and Heidi and then just take a nap because you'll get as much out of that, if not more. Shannon? (laughs) I have a very different opinion. I fucking loved this movie. (laughs) I'm glad. Glad for you. I literally kept checking the time in the last 10 minutes. Like, how... How is time not moving? Can you tell the horror fan between you two? (laughs) I love this movie. I was like, yes, soap opera realness. I am here for this. All of it. Because listen, all the kills were pretty fucking tame. I could keep my eyes open throughout the whole film. (laughs) 
You could, because mine were closed. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know that I was really legitimately scared at any moment in this film. So for me, A not. plus horror movie. <laughs> 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 you know, I found it very, I wanted more sorority for damn sure. I was often oh. like, what movie am I in? But I don't care because there's this hot professor. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point, a man dresses up like a penis. I Guys, <laughs> it does not get better in my personal opinion. And we have my the lead from Spaceballs just running around being soapy. I'm into it. So yes, What do you think I, happened to the penis costume after this? Where is it now? I don't. I hope somebody kept it for posterity. What I really appreciated about the penis costume is that he went to great lengths to also have hair on the balls. What's a great length? It was great lengths a pun intended? Yes, hundred percent. Because it was some lengthy hair. <laughs> I meant of penis, but yes, also hair. Uh-huh. But this is one. Be... So many of these films that we watch, I am going like, what is like? None of it makes sense. In a real way. And like this, there are certainly a lot of things that you're like, this makes no sense. What is happening? But how they sort of tie things up at the end, I was like, okay, it's very soapy. It's very like, she's an evil twin. But it does track from like a story perspective in some way, right? It's not just like totally left field. They're like, this makes no sense. It's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it like tracks. So yeah, I fucking loved this movie. 10 out well, of 10. Would recommend. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> Guys, do not listen to Shannon right now. Do not I'm, listen I'm to Shannon. I'm fascinated. When we get to the end of this, we have to put these in order. Oh my uh, God. I hope you guys are writing down some notes on that already because it's going to get I messy am. by the end it's of this. It's so difficult yeah, though. It is, it is ten- because it's different reasons to hate or like them. You know, and yeah. it's like, well, one's like the burning and then I have to compare that yeah. which is a horror movie, to this, which is not a horror movie. Exactly. Well, yeah. Why like it is my number is like, one. <laughs> well, we'll get to it in our wrap-up, but it's confusing. It really is. Because, again, there's stuff I've said it before. There was a film where it's like, the burning's more fun, but I have some serious problems with some of the things yeah, in that right. movie. Whereas a different movie is, you know, not as much fun, but actually I like what they're trying to do. It's so hard to balance it. Yeah. We have different definitions of fun. Well, yeah. This movie... <laughs> I, I agree with both of you. Like, it is. Here's the thing it's a bad movie, clearly. But there is. So these are people like. This guy was like, you know, 20 when he wrote this. Right. And everybody was in their kind of 20s. And it's just kids going out and make a movie. And again, that's something I like about a lot of these horror films. Normally, what they do with that is they sacrifice. Let's just have fun. Let's just make it yeah. really simple. Just go have fun. Get all the boobs. Get all the gore. Just whatever we can do. Blah, blah, blah. It's a shitty movie, but let's just enjoy ourselves. This one. It, he can write. There is, a, there is a skill to being a soap opera writer. It's a different skill from being, you know, a Terrence Malick writer. It's a different skill from being an Avengers writer. And it's a different skill from being, you know, at Astra. It, like, there's a lot of different talents in writing. And normally if you do one, you can't necessarily do the others. I'm not going to say I like that skill, but it is a skill, you know? It's like Shannon's saying, it does all have to click in some way. And you have to know mm-hmm. those beats. Was he at the top? I mean, here's the thing. I am sure he has done this exact storyline somewhere in those 2,000, 3,000 episodes of Soaps better. 100%. Because he'll have figured out how to get the pacing right, how to get Mm -hmm. the drama a little bit better, all that stuff. It's all all over the place here. But yes, the core story, I don't have a problem with it. I don't. I don't also have a problem 
with most of the actors they've got here. Yeah. Like, I think The Hot Professor is hilarious. Fantastic. That's what I want from an 80s like horror movie. I think Kelly is totally fine other than that one line of dialogue. I think, yeah, like The Hot One's fine. I think The Sporty One's fine. I think uh, Marsh is pretty great. I really like The Professor's, like, um, understudy. You know, everyone here is it's fine. It's just like, just do something with them. Just have fun with them. Just allow them to, like, either embrace the more student life you know yeah sorority thing or embrace that you're going to go into psychology and all of this weird stuff and you know it's very ambitious they try to do both i think because they right. do both they shoot both in the foot, foot basically feet whatever i would have been happy if they had just been less ambitious but i am going to praise them for they tried they tried more than i think most people try and I, when i say they the writer in this kind of movie however the directing is so dull <laughs> The pacing is so dull. The music is so dull. And the writer clearly wasn't that interested in the horror elements. So those elements are so dull as well. It's a real fucking shame because I do... Again, this isn't the worst. I've seen much, much worse. Much worse than this. But it is, I think, like Katie says, there's a certain offensiveness that comes from a slash movie that's just boring. (laughs) It's so boring. It makes it kind of worse than films that are actually worse than it but are at least entertaining in some stupid way, you know? At least they're trying um, to tell, say something. This movie, I was like, what are you trying to tell me? Because, yeah, like, the title doesn't even make sense. And yeah. it's a cool poster. The title's cool. Like, yeah. all, it's all, cool. all the packaging's kind of there. And, they, and, they, and in my opinion, they have one cool scene. Yeah. <laughs> and it is the scene at the party. That's it. It's so good. Yeah. It's so and it's good. Like, Just make that movie. Make your porkies. Don't do this, you know? <laughs> um, or just focus on the mom. And I just want to sit there and drink with her. Like, I, mean, I look, would rather clearly, that. I'm not, I'm not knocking her. She's an established one flactor. I had no time for the parents in this movie. It's like, I just want to be with the teenagers. I don't need the fucking parents in this movie. But her outfits were wonderful. I know that hat. <laughs> that hat. What a film. Oh. Anyway, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be pretty low probably on my list so far anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. Number I wish one. I could have picked something more exciting this week, but nope. there you go. You're both wrong. It's number one. If you love the initiation, let us know why. Genuinely, we want to know. Go on to the old Twitters uh, or the Instagram and you can DM me, Mr. Al White, on all that stuff. Or you can send me a message on Xbox or PlayStation if you'd rather tell me your opinions on the initiation there. Record us a little video, post it online and send us a link so you can just rant to us. Oh, We okay. accept it. If you want to, yeah, send us your penis costume pictures. Yes. yes. But <laughs> not your actual penis. No. no. Your like, penis so is not a costume. It's so much better than a dick pic if you send right. us a pic of you in a dick. Yeah. Yep. That's great. Not with a dick in you. Let's all yeah. clarify. Let's all be very clear. You no actual anatomy. I don't want to see any paper mache anatomy. I'm down for. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, if you want to send them that, Shannon, where can they reach you? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Shannon Hollander. Or at Twitter, at MyFaveShannon, but there's no point. I don't check it. I know. I literally tagged you in something yesterday. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm telling you it's guys, I'll offer Shannon jobs on Twitter. Guys. She'll never check them. Do oh, it. Now I'm going to have to start looking at it. <laughs> Katie. I'm my dearest Watson on Instagram and at Watson Dearest on Twitter that I am on occasionally. Hmm. Mm, excellent and yes please do then subscribe rate us find us we're gonna be doing a, a sort of haul over of uh we're geeks on the social media so those will become more active but until then just hit us up like we said on our personal feeds next week guys next friday i'm super excited and i know I'm some excited of our too. listeners I are excited this one. 
We're going to Phenomena, which is borderline slasher, depending who you are. I mean, it is a slasher, just interpretive, shall we say. Hmm. It is from Dario Argento. It is the first time that we at Geeks Crew are getting to cover Dario Argento, so I'm very excited. We've, we've covered Dario Argento inspired before. We did Stage Fright, which was half American, half oh. Italian. I love that mm-hmm. owl guy. This is going to have something in common in that it's going to be majoritively in English. It's going to start Jennifer Connelly. We're going to get Donald Pleasance back from Halloween. Yes. There's going to be a fly that has a job. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be You're special. You're really selling this film. <laughs> this, I mean, this I'm is... In. I'm so this, is right a, this is a true classic, this movie. And I'm oh, very God. excited. We will chat about that next Friday. Until then, do check our feed because I think we'll have some regular podcasts up where we're talking about the movies of last year. We're going to do a Games one and some other bits and bobs. So check them out too. But until then, we're out. Geeks. Geeks. Geeks.